Welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I'm your host, Vasavi Kumar. If you're eager to gain clarity, speak with unwavering confidence, and liberate those inner voices, you're in the perfect spot. My mission here is to empower you to break free, find fulfillment, and ignite your passion. You ready? It's time to say it out loud. I've put together a guide of my top 10 tested and proven to work practical strategies and habits to help bright women like you say no, set your boundaries right, live confidently, and build healthy relationships, starting with the relationship you have with yourself. This is a self-paced guide, and I can't wait for you to dig into it so you can start becoming your most confident self because she's in there waiting for you. Head to the link in my show notes or go to vasavikumar.com forward slash guide and grab it today. Welcome back to another episode of the Say It Out Loud podcast. I'm back with my friend Angelica B, who is here to ask me some questions, take you behind the scenes of my uh, book process, but just as a person, like what the hell have I been doing? You know, just in this is real time, y'all, because we're recording and then literally uploading. So you're getting everything in real time. This is not being recorded months in advance. So I love that because I'm a huge advocate in of growing out loud and saying it out loud. Um, and speaking of out loud, y'all already know this, or maybe you don't. My book, Say It Out Loud, is now available for pre-order. I'm publishing with New World Library. It's a big honor to be publishing with them. The book comes out May 16th, and then it will be delivered to your front door May 18th, which is my 41st birthday. And that is a God moment. I said that on the last episode. I'm saying it on this episode because I just still can't believe how things are just working out. Um, and everything just feels like it's being divinely guided. So I'm going to hand it over <clears throat> to Angelica. And then, oh, I forgot to say this. The link is in the show notes to order the book. Uh, or you can go to sayitoutloudbook.com. Okay. Now I'm going to hand it over to Angelica, who's going to uh, be the host of our show today. Hello, how are you? Super duper. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. Me too. Yes. Happy to be here on my podcast. <laughs> what an honor it is <laughs> to you. be here with you, <laughs> Thank my you. friend. So, uh, one thing that I certainly know about you, Vasavi, mm-hmm. is that when you commit to something, you commit 110%. Mm-hmm. The process of starting something new can be really daunting. Um, what is that experience for you when you decide to jump into something? And also, like, even before you decide to jump into it, like, when you have an idea, what's that decision-making process as to whether you should go all out? And when do you realize that something that you started may not necessarily serve you? So I am the kind of person when it comes to acting on my ideas, historically, I have acted prematurely and I now know this about myself, but I was like, you know, I'm just always full of ideas. I didn't know how to manage my own creative energy and my channel. So when ideas would come at me, I'd say, oh my God, this is important. I have to do this. This is important. I didn't know how to discern which idea what uh, should be taking I, I should be taking action on and it's it's because I didn't know myself but here's the thing I'm actually really okay with how I used to do things because if I hadn't for example if I hadn't gotten my first master's in special education then I wouldn't have wanted to go to India after that and live in India for a year to work with young girls who are survivors of sex trafficking I was a teacher to them 
If I hadn't done that, then I wouldn't have then realized, oh my God, I now know what I want to do with my life. I want to be a therapist because I'd been in therapy since I was 12. So then I wouldn't have gone to Columbia School of Social Work. I'm, I'm just trying to create the pattern here and show the pattern. If I hadn't if I hadn't taken action on that idea, one thing led to another, led to another. So I'm grateful for how I used to do things. I learned so much. Where I'm at now is if I, ha- those ideas still come to me. Like they have not slowed down you know, by the grace of God. My ideas just keep coming to me, but I sit with them now. Um, and be- I just let them keep coming. If, if I want, I have a, I have a section on my phone. That's just like my ideas. Wouldn't it be fun if I did this, blah, 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 blah. I make a list, but I'm, Every year I have like two focal points, you know what I mean? So this year my my focus was is my book, Say It Out Loud, which is available for pre-order, um, sayitoutloudbook.com. And my other fo- vocal point, focal point is to really treat my desire to be a voiceover artist seriously. So I'm going to my first ever conference in New York City in March, you know, and it's like I'm investing in that. I'm investing in the hotel, in, in the ticket and all the things. So I'm like, I'm pouring into it. I'm giving into that desire. So now how I deal with my ideas is, you know, I let them keep coming. I'll write them down if, if they stick, um, but I have focal points. So I recommend this to anyone who's like, oh, I'm that person who I have a ton of ideas. I don't know what to do. Keep writing them down. Okay. And pick one to begin with and just try that. Stay consistent with it for 30 days. Just try it for 30 days. And I know like, I'm not trying to be cliche and be like, oh, you got to do it for 30 days. But I find that when I'm just like, I'm going to do this for 30 days, or if that feels like a lot, I'm going to at least try this for six days. Just start small and commit to the small and then see how you feel throughout the process and be more attached to and be more curious about you as a person and how you relate to being consistent because everything that we do is we're in relationship to things, you know? So that's a lot of response to your question. There's so many layers to it though. Do you see mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Mm-hmm. So what I recognize in myself is I have all these amazing ideas and I already, before I even decide to take that one micro mm-hmm. step forward, mm-hmm. I convince myself that it's not worth right. the time because mm-hmm. I already, you know, I kind of self-sabotage and convince myself that I'm going to fail anyways. So mm-hmm. why even bother? So my question to you, and it's twofold is what do you do with that level of resistance and I guess you're going to say just do it anyways and I'm No, I'm I'm actually not going to say that. Yeah. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what do you do with that that level of resistance? And also how do you keep yourself accountable? What is your relationship to discipline? Yeah, so I I used to back in the day say, "Oh, just do it. Take action anyway." I do get that. I get it. And I am a person who just does it. I do. Um, But that is because I have trained myself to understand my resistance. I will also say this, when it comes to things in my business that I know is fueling my mission and purpose, I don't feel much resistance. When it comes to being visible and even more of myself, I still have resistance. That's why this is the work that we do. It's like an everyday thing. But I have learned how to talk to that voice of resistance. So when I, I feel it, when I feel like the, oh, I just don't want to do this. Instead of punishing that part of me or instead of pushing that part of me, 
I will check in with myself and I'll say, are you just procrastinating or are you just tired right now? Because here the, here's the thing. When I sit down to do any project, I, I don't half-ass anything. Anything I do is 100%. So I know how much of me it's going to take. And there are times when I don't feel my 100%. And so I typically in the past have been on empty and just doing, doing, doing. I don't want to do things that way. Um, so I actually just replenish and I take my time and I'm slow with myself. And then when I'm feeling good, I do it. This is, I want to really make it clear that I'm not saying good. I'm not saying good enough. I don't mean good enough. Like, oh, I feel good enough. Like I'm worthy. It's just every single one of us experiences resistance. So that's it. I I think that I want to normalize resistance because I think people think, oh, if I, if I feel resistance, I probably shouldn't be doing it or I'm blocked or there's something wrong with me. And it's like, you can actually learn how to talk to that part of you that feels resistance and you can bring that to light and you can also tap into your higher self, that part of you that is anchored into your purpose, into your why. You can channel that part of you as well. And what I think you're going to find is that the part of you that is resistant is just, it's afraid. It's maybe tired. It, it, it's, it's worried what other people are going to think. And then when you tap into that higher self part of you, you can just remind that part of you, why you're here to do what you do. You know what I mean? That voice of resistance will win if we allow it to. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. When do you know that something that you gave all of yourself towards is no longer serving you? Um. So to be very honest with you, I struggle with this the most in my romantic relationships um, and friendships I have in my younger years. In my business, I have never stopped. I pivoted a few times, but I never stopped. Um, that's because that fuels my my purpose and my passion. And it's an extension of that. But in romantic relationships, I will say that I definitely did not know when to walk away because I, I felt guilty walking away. I felt like oh, we've been through so much and maybe I've hurt you and now I have to make a right. And, you know, I just didn't, I didn't know when to fold. It's probably, I mean, I'd be a terrible um, poker player because I I don't know when to fold. I'll just keep, I'll lose all my money. And um, when it comes to the creative process though, when it it comes to like, when do you stop working on something? Um, Man, that's a really good question. Only you know that. I always ask myself this one question, am I going to regret not completing this? And I'll just tap in if I say to myself, am I going to, if, you know, it's, okay, so perfect example. I got the Peloton during COVID, which is what I think everyone did. Everyone got the Peloton for COVID and I got it and I used it during COVID. And then I was like done using the Peloton. And my mom was like, why are you selling the Peloton? You just got it. And I was like, oh, maybe she's right. You know, that's one voice. Oh, do I? But then I asked myself my one question. Am I going to regret selling this Peloton? Am I going to miss it? And the answer was no. I was like, if I really want to go spinning, I'll go to one of my spin studios. I'm okay not. I'm complete with the Peloton. You know, so that you, I think you could just ask yourself that and be honest with yourself. If I don't complete this, am I going to regret it? Hmm. Yes or no? Yeah. And we're seasonal creatures too. Yeah. We have We have our purposes for some things, mm-hmm. you know, just like the leaves change color and fall, mm-hmm. we have to move with 
with the energies of what's what's presented in front of us. I know that what I was doing during COVID, I don't want anything to do with. There's like that connotation between, yeah. you know, a really tough time. Yeah. How amazing. So, Vasavi, mm -hmm. what I'm curious to, to understand is probably out of, and you, you can consistently say things out loud to help yourself kind of move through what you're moving through. What's been the most recent, more difficult thing that you had to admit to yourself out loud? Let's take a quick break. Having been in therapy since the age of 12, I know firsthand just how powerful the process of finding the right therapist is. Going to therapy and talking things out with my therapist has made me happier, clearer, and most importantly, I have a plan for my mental health. I have tools to be able to communicate with others and also the tools to cope when life gets hard, which it does. So let me ask you a question. Is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in this world who is going through a hard time, Therapy can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with the therapist. There's a link in my description. It's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Clicking that link helps support this podcast, but it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp so you can connect with the therapist and see if it helps you. And because finding a therapist is a little like dating, if you don't really fit with that therapist, which is a common thing with therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without stress out about insurance, who's in your network, or anything like that. I don't know where I would be without the help of therapy and my therapist, but I do know that life would feel that much harder. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this podcast. One of the things that I've had a difficult time admitting to myself out loud, um, and I talk about this in chapter one of my book, uh, chapter two of my book is admitted out loud. Um, there are going to be times in our life where it's very difficult for us to admit where we need help, admit where we feel helpless, admit where we feel powerless. Um, but one area in my life that I've recently admitted that what, what was the question that I admitted you admitted that it was really hard for you to admit. Okay, one area of my life that has been hard to admit, that it's been hard for me, um, not only to acknowledge it, but to admit it is, I would, like, I love to be in a relationship. I really do. I mean, when I love someone, I love them. Like, I just want to bite them. You know, I love them. It's like called cute aggression. I think in <laughs> psychology, there's a term called cute aggression. I just, when I love someone, I just... Mm. And the thing that I needed to admit out loud is that I do not know or I have yet to really learn how to be all of myself in a relationship without feeling scared that I'm going to enmesh myself and lose myself in this person. So I'm still working on that. I'm still working on telling myself and truly 
creating a safety of home within myself that I am safe, that even if I enter into a relationship, boss, you're going to be okay. You're not going to be swallowed by this person. You're still going to be your own person. Like I'm still building that relationship with myself. Like, don't worry, boss. I got your back. Like, I'm not going to ever let you abandon yourself to somebody again. Um, but I'm still learning and, and, um, I've done a really good job with myself. I just need to practice that with another human being now, you know? So, yeah. and I want that. Yeah. But I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. I've really gotten, I, I, I quite like myself and I'm scared that if it's taken me so long or short, whatever, it's relative to like myself. I, I like who I am. And even in those moments where I want to judge myself and I do judge myself, I, the part of me that really likes herself, likes herself enough to not allow herself to talk to herself that way, you know? Like, I don't allow myself to do that. I slip because I haven't killed off any parts of me. They're there and sometimes they will ignite. They, they have a mouth on them, you know? Um, so, yeah. Mm. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that journey is, is not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, the journey to self-love, mm-hmm. right? And that's such a, you know, phrase, a catchword these days. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just... If you don't love yourself, you can't love anyone else. What was that journey in, in stepping into that energy of loving yourself? I, um, the journey for loving myself. I mean, I first started with liking myself, you know, I think I, I've always loved myself. I mean, I've always, I love, I love myself. You know, I have love for me, but I didn't really like or appreciate me. I, Yes, love is great, but I want to be liked and I want to be appreciated by me. So I really like me and I really appreciate me. Um, and that makes it easier for me to do the things that I love doing. Because when I didn't like myself, I didn't ever want to put myself in situations where somebody could see through me. Oh, she doesn't like herself. Because I could always see through other people. You know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Did that answer the question? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the journey. So to summarize, you're saying in the process of loving yourself, you really needed to like yourself and appreciate yourself. Yeah, and- there's, a, there's a different energy for me. Like, of course, I love myself, right? Like, love is an action. So I show my love through my hygiene through the foods that I put in my body and all that. But liking myself started with understanding the voices in my head. Of course, I love myself. And I'm going to say this again. Love is an action. So the things that I do are all practices of love. Like I I use great toothpaste because I love myself. That's an action. I, that's how I show that I love my teeth. I'm going to buy you really great toothpaste. Okay, great. I'll mm-hmm. buy really great groceries because I, I want to nourish my body. But Liking myself had nothing to do with that. I mean, yeah, it was part of it, but liking myself was how I spoke to myself. I spoke, I speak to myself like someone who likes herself. And I'm still learning because I didn't like many parts of myself for very Mm. long. Yeah. Can you talk about what those voices sound like? What Mm -hmm. does the voice of liking yourself sound like versus being hard on yourself? Yeah, so... um, not liking myself versus being hard on myself. The voices are very different. So not liking myself is very belittling. I have belittled my partners in my past. I'm guilty of it. And I'm also not guilty of it because I didn't know how to handle that own vo- that voice in my head. So that's just all I had in me. 
what came out of me was just nothing more than what was in me. So that belittling voice was like, you should be farther along. You should have more money in the bank. How come, how, you know, you've been like, you got divorced 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago. Why are you not with anybody? What are you doing? Why are you just, why are you being so frivolous? You know, it's just very like, oh, Harsh. just just literally take every single one of my insecurities. Why don't you? Mm. You know, and I say it out loud because, you know, it, it 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 shrivels the shame. I don't have shame in my body about it because I'm saying it. I'm telling you exactly what I experience. And I also have that voice of that that's hard on me. And I'll just be like, come on, just keep going. Come on, just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. It's like, uh, uh, uh. that's what it sounds like. And it, I don't even hear it as words. I hear it as a little physical. It's a little physical push inside of me. Like I'm driven. I'm just so I, I'm not even in control at that point. It's just go, 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 go. It's like pushing me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pushing me to run, pushing me to run, run, run. And that actually reminds me of in the first grade when I got beaten up by this girl and I promised myself, and she chased me down the street, and I promised myself I would always be 10 steps ahead of everybody. So that's that pushing energy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Damn, girl. Mm-hmm. So how did you transmute that, transform that? Um, well, it takes, it's taken me a while. I don't know why I keep quantifying my journey. I need to stop doing that. And I think that's part of the problem is when I'm like, oh, it's taken me a while. It, no, it's taken however much time it is taken okay so i just realized that out loud actually so um the question yeah so how did you go from having that aggressor that pushing energy mm-hmm. to like hey boss let's do this thing called life together i did it by changing the voice in my head i i, I have a voice in my head that sounds like come on boss let's go and i would literally i would say that voice out loud Come on, Voss, let's go. And then I would pause and I say, wait, can we just take a break? Can we just take a break right now? You know, can we just chill? So I, you know, I live alone. I can do this without people thinking I'm crazy, you know, because mm-hmm. that's the stigma in our society. But, you know, as someone who's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, I've heard it all. So I'm allowed to say I'm crazy. But you can't. <laughs> no, I'm just but, you know, it really, I just literally gave each part of myself a voice to say it out loud. Do you ever feel crazy speaking to yourself out loud? All the time. I I actually say out loud, oh my God, I'm fucking crazy right now. And mm-hmm. I feel that. But this is what I realized. When, it's just like if you were to talk to a friend, think about it. I could be having that same conversation and bouncing that off of a person. But what I'm actually, and then so then we normalize it. It doesn't feel as crazy because there's another person there hearing us talk. But then when we're alone, we're just quiet with our thoughts and they're just spinning in our head. Why can't we be the friend for ourselves, right? So we can be both the feeling, the friend and the sage. And I talk about this in my book. The feeling is like the, the part of us that's like, I'm really feeling shitty. Oh my God, this sucks. Or, oh my God, I'm so excited. Whatever that that feeling is, right? Joy, celebration, despair, grief, anger, resentment. And then you have um, the friend. So the friend is where you get to come in and be like, come on, talk to me, what's going on? Or come on, let's keep going, we gotta go. Or, all right, what do you need right now? Or you may, you know, maybe you're the motivating friend, the encouraging friend, you're the determined friend, you're the coach friend, you're like the, the mom, you're like the mom, you're like the dad. And then from there, you can also be the sage, which is the you can you just have the bird's eye view of what's happening in your life and you can channel different parts of yourself so there's a even when we say i feel sad 
It's like we become the feeling versus if I were to say to myself out loud, are you feeling sad? And I ask myself that question, are you or how are you doing? Then that immediately puts me back into the I am feeling. So I'm going back into the feeling. But I also, my favorite way of speaking to myself is using my name in third person. So I'll be like, Vasavi, what do you want today? Because then I feel like I have someone who's acknowledging me. So you can even do that with yourself. Use your first name and talk to yourself. Like, you know, that there's something in science that like something about the sound of our own voice and just even the sound of our own name. That's why we tell women to scream and to let out noises when they're, um, when they're giving birth because their voice actually soothes them. Hearing the sound of their own voice soothes them. So when I say to myself out loud, philosophy, what's going on? You know, I talk to myself like the way I would want someone to treat me and what I'm seeking or how I'd want to talk to somebody else if they were feeling the way I was feeling. So that's, yeah, I do feel crazy sometimes, but at least when you talk to yourself, you know somebody's listening. That's a quote. I don't know who said that. I did Ooh, that. I love yeah. that. Yeah, that's a quote. At least when you talk to yourself, you know somebody's listening. Yeah. I understand you have a really amazing relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Would you say that there is a relationship between speaking out loud and, and speaking to God? There's a total correlation because you know when I said you can tap into the sage part of you? That is my voice of God. That's the sage. That is the wise, wise one within me. We, I have access to that voice. We all have access to that voice. We all have access to that voice that is all-knowing and omnip uh, omnipotent and omnipresent and that voice that's just, it's just all-knowing. We all have that inside of us. But when you have a barrage of other voices on top of you that are really loud, um, it's really, it's harder to access that voice. But the more you speak out loud, the more you clear your throat, the more you clear your creative channel. Mm. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Vasavi, thank you so much for mm -hmm. your insight and inspiration and mm -hmm. and guidance today. Thank you. Uh, is there anything else you want to mention? No, you're a great host. And you know what I really love is like you really do. You really did make me the center of this conversation. It actually does feel really special because I do do this with other people. So it just feels really nice to be on the receiving end. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Say It Out Loud podcast. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Screenshot it. Tag me on Instagram. My name is Vasavi. Send me a voice note or a DM. Let me know if you love this episode. Also, pre-order the book. Take a screenshot. Use the hashtag Say It Out Loud and tag My Name is Vasavi. Let me know that you pre-ordered your copy or your copies. We want to get this book in as many hands as possible. So don't just order one. Order 10. Let me know. And we do have some great bonuses for those of you who are going to be ordering more than 10 copies. So all the information can be found at sayitoutloudbook.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Say It Out Loud podcast. If you love today's episode, then say it out loud. Subscribe, leave a review, and come say hi over on Instagram at my name is Vasavi. Until next time, say it out loud.